same China, different stories. We are the ones that found our way in a new life. Adopted babies, adopted babies from China. I'm Tara. Before this episode begins, I wanted to preface that there is some profanity. Enjoy. Hello. I have been enjoying connecting with adoptees and individuals close to the adoption community. As a part of the show, I wanted to also bring in people who adoption has been a part of their life or impacted them in any way. Since it's also a podcast for me, I wanted to bring on a really good friend of mine. I have someone with me who (laughs) I've known since coming to the U.S. at age four. (laughs) Her family and house are right behind my family's home, and she now lives in California and is also a musician. So Grace is my friend. She is here. Uh, She's been a huge influence on many of my interests and a lot of my growth, and that is why I really wanted to speak with you, Grace. That is so sweet. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you said you were four? I definitely thought we were both three at the time. Um, Maybe I'm thinking it wrong. Maybe the time more, because I I think I got here, I had to learn enough English so that I could be in kindergarten with everybody else in our age group. Okay. And apparently it was within that summer, because I got here in April, and then school was August, uh-huh. so I had a crash course in English, and then... got to start kindergarten with everybody which i'm really glad yeah i don't even remember how we met do you do you remember how we met no 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 i mean we go back far enough that i don't really remember a time like before knowing you Mm -hmm. not really anyways and so i feel like we kind of learned English together basically probably actually that's true (laughs) I mean we were really young (laughs) yeah don't have like a distinct first memory of you but the memories I have are very random things yeah like like what ramen noodles ramen noodles I mean we had to be a little bit older for that I think we exactly early memories Like making it at my house? Yes. That was like our (laughs) go-to snack after school. We had after school. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I remember there was a time where I was like drinking Earl Grey tea like every day after school. Remember that? I barely remember that. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Ramen noodles. That that was definitely a staple. Ramen noodles. Uh, You're, You're a trombonist. Which is that's pretty, right. <laughs> pretty unique. Hey, you do you have that unique quality? I don't. Are there are a lot of female trombonists now. Um, there are more than people think. More okay. than, and I'm actually kind of a on Instagram. I like try to be a connoisseur of talented female trombone players. I try to find mm. as many as I can to help inspire me and keep me playing so there's more there's more out there than you think okay I went on a few years ago on with my band I went on like this local television spot and the lady on the news was like oh wow female trombone player 
how often do you see that? And <laughs> she put it kind of more weirdly than that. And I was like, actually, we're out here. Anyways. Yes, you are. That's some little, I mean, that's always what I feel like you made you stand out for sure in school and stuff. Because what do you mean? it's like, oh, because I mean, most of the, I feel brass, mm-hmm. the brass department, the brass group, <laughs> family, the brass family is, yeah. I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, we did have girls playing trumpets and stuff but then by high school I feel like there weren't that many right. I feel like what wasn't weird was the fact that I played trumpet I feel like what was weird is how committed I was to it <laughs> and it's paid off though <laughs> yes I think it has yeah I can agree mm-hmm. with that and eventually I studied music and now I have a music job you have a music job in yeah California it's not playing trombone yes but it's you still play trombone. Now. Related. I do. I'm trying to think of the direction I wanted to go with talking to a really close friend. I think part of it is like a lot of my cultural influences and a lot of habits, like such as running, were definitely oh, the origin came from you. Like a lot of the stuff that I became interested but in. I wasn't even running back then. Neither of us were running. Well, a little what bit later. You? I remember you were on swim team. Because swim team, yes. And swim you ended team. up being a lifeguard later. And so yes. I feel like you're definitely influenced you that way. You do, oh, you definitely influenced me more than just that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, you gotta I think the swimming team. swim team is definitely, yes, swim team is definitely because of you. Also, running, I remember you, I think you had ran a marathon while you were studying. And mm-hmm. then you came back one day and you said, let's go running. And I was like, why would I really? do that? Yes, that I remember too. And I was like, oh, that sure. Like 2013? Yeah, I think so. Really? Way Are you back. serious? We did. Oh, and then I didn't, I didn't pick up running until probably like three years later. But still, that was like the first yeah. running memory I have. Because you're like, yeah, I like running. You should try it. And I thought <laughs> you were crazy. <laughs> and see how that turns out, right? <laughs> I'm now doing it all the time. I did run a marathon too. I know. Didn't think I I was going to do that. Wait, you ran the New York marathon, right? Yes. Yeah. That that, was that last year or is that two years ago? Mm -hmm. Last year. Last year. That's legit. I mean, that's a legit marathon. I ran like a marathon in Delaware, which isn't nearly as legit (laughs) as the New York City marathon. Oh, it's still a marathon. I mean, 26.2 miles is ridiculous. It's 26.2 miles, but it was all flat, all on the beach in the middle of nowhere, Delaware, Delaware, nowhere. (laughs) And so I don't think it really compares. I I think flat would have been hard to do. I I enjoyed the hills personally. You like the hills? Oh, yeah, flat, it started to hurt more. Did you run when you were in San Francisco? Uh, no, because I walked. They got hills here. I got, I walked everywhere, <laughs> and there were hills. Walking the hills was plenty. <laughs> also, when I was in San Francisco, I had a very limited cell phone plan, so I didn't really use a map. That's also why I walked, because I figured I could just ask people where to go. Nice. That's how I ended up almost walking into the, it's not called the Tenderloin, is it? 
what's that? It is the tenderloin. It is the tenderloin. Yes, that's how I ended up going into the tenderloin for about four blocks and realized that's probably not the right direction. <laughs> that's funny. So that's, yeah. Since it's a self-serving podcast, too, I just really want to talk to you, too. Aww, this is nice. A little bit of personal growth, too. I've So far, I we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording, but I have connected a little bit more with like the Chinese adoptee community, which I don't necessarily think I was really involved with until. Well, who else was there? I was going to say, do you know any Chinese adoptees? No, I mean, like when, I mean, just growing up, you were definitely, I think kind of unique in that way, at least in our community. I think there were other, you know, Chinese kids with like Chinese families, mm. but I don't, I could be wrong. I remember we went to, you took me to Chinese school a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was in College Park, right? As in yes. University of Maryland. That was fun. You you were in a Chinese dance studio. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that as well. I wonder how I like kind of randomly got, I think I went to like y'all's rehearsals a few times or something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I ended up doing that, but to me, I didn't really think that much of it unless we were like going to Chinese school or going to your, your dance recitals or whatever mm-hmm. um, I feel like the the times that you know we like did kind of talk about it and think about it was when it made you sad I guess oh yeah and for me it's just like I really just didn't think about it that often mm-hmm. um, I think we kind of delved into that more like in our high school years yes but as kids, we were just kind of like mm-hmm. doing weird shit, taking photo shoots, <laughs> um, and making ramen and watching Gilmore Girls and stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. You probably introduced that show to me, too. That's like a staple of my... Really? I did. I very much. I you're fond of the Gilmore Girls. I was going to say, I think you definitely introduced Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I know like the one very Chinese oriented thing we also did together was read a bunch of Amy Tan books. Amy Tan books. I still love Amy Tan. I still I have I have one at my house that I haven't started yet. Or maybe I started it but I haven't finished it. Didn't you get me like an autograph of hers when you, you like you met did she went to one of her book signings at school in Ohio? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're like, Grace, I'm gonna meet fucking Amy Tan. Uh, I think sometimes people talk about adoption and such like uh, things like mental health and adoption. Maybe they talk about it in such a blanketed way that it's, there's no genuine profanity. I'm not really sure. (laughs) It's all good. If (laughs) if it's there and I like it, I'm going to just put it in. (laughs) It's my podcast. Exactly. (laughs) It's pretty funny though. (laughs) And then Okay, that I'm really glad that I asked you because it's like I'm pretty confident that many things that I'm very much into, uh, Grace introduced me Aww. to it. We also went through some pretty dark times together. Mm-hmm. My end, your end, both. I'm sure. Really? Like I know I was, I know I was mean for sure in high school. Aww. <laughs> like 
I was definitely mean. Um, but I was mostly because I was jealous of you. What? So I was like, why is it that Grace? Yes. Are you serious? I was like, Grace is just, uh, just everybody likes you. That's not true. <laughs> oh, man, that's not true. <laughs> In high school, I was like, oh, everybody seems to like get along with Grace. And I just don't have many friends. Really? That was high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, it's probably because I chose to do theater, which maybe was not the best. No, no theater. You know what? It's it's so strange because like I wasn't really. I mean, I had you and Jada and David and um, like some really good friends in doing theater and stuff, but I wasn't involved at all. And then later in life, like I started doing stage work. So I was never like right. I was never like a theater kid until like after during college and then I like started doing back right. work. And so I was like, huh, this is a weird switch around. It's unexpected, I'm sure. Yeah, it was definitely kind of an interesting evolution of mine. But that's so strange. Well, it's so strange you say that. I always uh I don't know. I feel like I know, bringing it back. back. Definitely felt like a huge dork, like all the time. <laughs> Perception, but, man. High school. Yeah. And this is actually something I've been thinking about a good bit. Because the truth is that I am a huge dork. But um, I think I decided kind of early on that. Uh, you know, I really like music and I was good at this instrument and I felt deeply self-conscious about it, about how people thought about me and being a huge nerd and et cetera. I think honestly, between my dad and my brothers, I felt like I got this male approval. Like, you know, I guess like, Mm. You know, like, girls with, like, daddy issues. <laughs> yes. Basically, they're, like, looking for affirmation or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, like, I really had, like, a strong sense of that as a kid, like, of my own mm-hmm. self-worth. And, like, somebody's going to like me for who I am eventually. And mm-hmm. that definitely didn't happen in high school. I dated zero boys in high school or girls. But that, no, it's definitely something I was, like, deeply self-conscious about at the time. Mm. So interesting that you say that you felt everybody liked me because I definitely didn't feel that way. That's funny. It's, I mean, it's, like, perception, too. It's yeah. like, uh-huh. Um, well, I remember I was, like, definitely super mean sometimes in high school and I think a lot of that obviously stemmed from was like jealousy and insecurity which we all go through in high I don't school really, I mean like uh, what I remember is you you and Jada at some point yes like kind of ostracized me mm-hmm. and that sucked I definitely was like my two best friends have now outed me and this sucks. <laughs> yes. See that though. And, and I feel like that was like our sophomore year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were like, that, we were like, what two out of seven kids who took French? <laughs> right. Exactly. We're all still in French together. Yes. So I'm just like, okay, I'm on the other side of the French classroom. Yeah. 
that probably, I imagine that time probably had to do something with me being like super preachy Christian and y'all like, you know, <laughs> things with boys and you probably got tired of me being preachy. So like in hindsight, I can totally understand why you would not want to talk to me during that time. <laughs> Just knowing like what I was like, but I, that was that was that was hard I'll, I'll say that that was oh yeah oh no I definitely feel bad about it y'all came around eventually I, and the irony now is actually I don't like Jada and I don't talk at all now so I know you guys need to reconnect seriously I know I talked to her I FaceTimed with her like two weeks ago or something like that yeah I haven't, I haven't heard from her in, I haven't heard from her in a couple of years I would say at least mm-hmm. It's so funny. So the irony, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, it's intriguing. Let's take a break. What do you think of this uh, whole doing a adoptee podcast? Were you surprised when you? I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I I don't. Are, are there like other? podcasts like this that you know of there's a couple of shows that are very adoption focused but i wanted to really like specific yes yes there has to be a good population of american millennials Mm -hmm. to our adopted chinese oh yes right i mean there has to be like a lot of people our age um, because of one child and stuff you know mm-hmm. and not then, that I really know that much about that but it, that happened like in the early 90s and that's when we were born and mm-hmm. so there's probably a lot of people there is oh yeah and then yeah. I'm hoping eventually to go on a international level because I'm sure there's I'm gonna be honest like hearing about the American Chinese American Asian American adoptee experience uh, it might get a little bit similar in some ways I'm curious more on an international level too. So if this reaches on that level, that would be pretty awesome as well to hear about a Chinese adoptee in Finland, maybe or I say oh, Finland. Oh yeah, or... no, that would be. I think that's, that would be really. Spain. There's Chinese yeah. adoptees in the UK, I'm sure too. Uh, of course, yeah, they're I'm sure they're, ev- all they're everywhere. Yeah. If I got to interview with a Chinese adoptee in like Africa, that would be amazing because how often do you hear that story? They're out there somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, it's It's interesting. And then I haven't really heard any many with the perception of people in adoptees' lives except parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Parents Uh who do their search or parents who wanted to adopt, and you hear more about the process my level is more of let's try and get like people in their lives like a bigger a bigger picture because of course i mean Mm -hmm. like talking with you it's like oh yeah i mean many of my i guess i could say white girl tendencies quote unquote (laughs) uh, (laughs) we're influenced by you but it's not a bad thing i mean i'm very upfront about that and then i've heard that as a common thread amongst Chinese adoptees, they all feel white, like they were they forgot yeah. they're Asian. Well, like, your family is white, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
it's kind like, of like two brothers. How you couldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, well, yeah, I mean, I forget that I'm, and I feel like we come from a relatively diverse area too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then no, I hear we of, we do, exactly. Yes, I have and lived I other see. places, and let me tell you, we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I've seen you went to Ohio. I went to Ohio. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I've also seen some Chinese adoptees just in the past six weeks that I've had to be back here. But oh. when isolation, I there's another the other day I was seeing like a Chinese girl riding on her scooter with her white mom. I was like, okay, I'm seeing more of you. Okay. Come to my podcast, little one. <laughs> yes. Oh. I have candy. No. <laughs> oh no. I think uh I think any any adoptees who are younger than eighteen, I'd be very hesitant to have them talk because yeah. there's definitely a different sense of growth there. Now I have to ask myself, it's like what is your objective with having people who aren't adoptees? And I think I explained <laughs> that hopefully. And it makes sense, hopefully, to other people. Like, uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to, like, be reflective about, like, my my own perception of being good friends with somebody who is adopted. I think, yeah, like, like I said earlier, like, I didn't really think that much of it when we were younger kids. I feel like when we were when we were really young, like really remember a time before we were friends, you know, it didn't it, it didn't really like I didn't really think about it that much. And then I think as we got older, it it's you started thinking about it more and you started thinking about and then and like during high school times, like everybody's like comparing themselves, everybody's sizing each other up to everybody else. True. I guess Things like I have a big family. I have two. I have an older brother and a younger brother and an older sister. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, in a way, like, and you have to, you also have two brothers. But my sister is old enough that she wasn't really in my life a lot as like a kid. So mm-hmm. I feel like we were like surrogate sisters in a way, with like our mm-hmm. brothers being who they are and but like yeah I just had like this big family and then you would come over a lot I feel like maybe as like we got older I you know like I guess sometimes I like wonder what that was like for you witnessing my big family and what that was like because your family is a little more reserved I guess they're not as like loud and bombastic our like family dinners are like crazy and you guys are like just a little more chill and so I I guess I'm kind of curious now like what that was like for you like witnessing that I think I always enjoyed it I'm pretty sure I always enjoyed it Uh, and then like our our brothers would were friends too they would hang Mm -hmm. out as well Mm -hmm. Being at your house and hanging out, I definitely enjoyed that energy mm-hmm. too. You also had a dog, uh, which was really fun. Yeah. Hero. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't have midnight yet until right. high school yeah. actually mm-hmm. for for well, this yeah. household hero died is probably what I the did. time that you got that's true our- and now midnight's yeah now she's an old lady it was always fun to <laughs> now she's an old lady <laughs> i definitely think i was able to be more loud <laughs> too probably because <laughs> it was quieter here i don't know <laughs> It's so funny. The other day, I think I was talking with my dad and something about, we started talking about angry and he's like, yeah, you had your moments when you were like in middle school and high school that you were angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm yeah, sure I did. That's true. That's true. It's like, I'm sure I did. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering other adoptees out there yeah. have a lot of anger issues. Man, I don't know it has to come from, likely. you know, I guess I, I imagine that that would come from some kind of like confusion you know, like, Probably. at the time, you know, I wasn't, like, trying to be insensitive or anything like that, but, like, you know, like, comparing, like, mm-hmm. me to my brothers, like, physically, or, like, talking about, like, physical traits with my family, or things like that. I mean, I imagine that that hearing people talk like that all the time and knowing that like you just don't have the same situation but it's something and i feel like it's mm. something that people kind of just take for granted sometimes naturally that would make somebody feel displaced yeah i agree and then now mm-hmm. that we're adults because we definitely are adult <laughs> age <laughs> and being able to i mean ironically not right now because i am back at my <laughs> in our neighborhood hometown but uh, being adults and being on your own, it's like you don't have to, you're not necessarily exposed to all that social norms or content unless you want to be, per se. Unlike when we were growing up in school, it seems to be more talked about in general, not just on a, the adoption side of it, but in general, like what people expect of families. Because like another good friend of ours, mm-hmm. Amber, like I feel like she even got a lot of flack too for like her how her mm-hmm. upraising was. It's not like she right. had control yeah. over that. That's just what she mm-hmm. was presented with, and now she's doing very well too. So I was like, we're all turning out. Right <laughs> well, corrected. I almost asked if Amber wanted to do this too, but then I was like, you know, try to get three people to record at once that might be overwhelming. I think you should <laughs> for now. Talk to her, yeah. yeah, I definitely plan to. I also, I did text her, text the number I have for her. And she's like, yep, yeah, that's still the same. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. I, still have I, I thought maybe it changed. I have changed my cell phone number like many times over the years. I only changed it once and still the same. And I'm going to keep it until I can't, <laughs> per se. I guess that kind of goes with, I did recently discovered blocking. So if I change my number, there you go. <laughs> I would have to re-block all these people. Block security <laughs> mental health yeah mental health blockers. but thank you for yeah, doing this this is my time and uh it doesn't necessarily you know need to be for a podcast but i am I, I, I oh, really yeah, intrigued well, by it and i think it's really cool that you're doing this and can't wait to see what comes of it and if for whatever reason i run into an adopted chinese person i'll tell them the contact sure (laughs) this is ABC thank you for listening 
You can email adoptedbabiesfromchina at gmail.com or send a DM on Instagram to adoptedbabiesfromchinapod if you are interested in sharing your story. Yeah. Bye. Yay. <laughs>